All right. Good evening, everybody. This is Omar Lyles, the life coach from Agape Love Network, leading with love, learning to deal with things that are difficult and uncomfortable in relationships. So tonight I have a wonderful couple that's here tonight, and uh, they're going to be just sharing their experiences just about we're just going to be talking about so many things. I'm just excited to have y'all on here tonight. So tonight we're actually going to be talking about when love cross continents, okay? When when love cross continents, I, I said it all wrong. <laughs> Maintaining love forever. Probably one of my most favorite couples. I have a few favorites, but uh, but generally, uh, being that me and Reverend Isis, we've been friends for a long time, and uh, and, and uh, and uh, your husband, uh, Mike, Mike Coffee, you know, which is a, which is a good good brother. I'm glad to have met him as well, and we're going to be discussing about that. So, be actually, before we actually get into this, uh, no, no, I'm just going to go straight in. Okay, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about who you are, uh, and just the kind of ministry uh, that you have uh, right now. Sure, you want to do that or? Uh, well, my name is Brother Michael, and I'm I'm married to Reverend Isis here. All right. Yes. So Mike is a substance abuse counselor by profession, <clears throat> and I also work in. I'm bivocational as well. I work in higher education, and um, I've been in ministry now about 17 years. Um, me and Omar at one point served in the same church together, to God be the glory. And we have a um, ministry, online ministry, virtual, called uh, Prayer and Wellness. And what we do is provide uh, life, personal life coaching and pastoral care, um, individual prayer, as well as corporate prayer. And um, we do lives like this, whether as a couple or uh, individual. And Mike also does a blog, a personal blog. Awesome. Awesome. And, and uh, I'm very fond of the ministry that each and every single one of you uh, do. Uh, well, not each and every single one of you, but the two of you do. And I'm, I'm talking like I'm talking to a whole crowd of people. <laughs> so, uh, so last time we had y'all on last time, and that was about like a year ago or something like that, right? Yeah, the beginning yeah. of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And, and I, I was just starting to do a lot of the lives and things like that, you know, so. Um, you know, we, we all have our first, <laughs> you know, so, um, um, so uh, to reiterate, tell us just a little bit of uh, everybody about how you actually met. Sure. We met at the Newark School of Theology in here in Newark, New Jersey, in North Jersey. Um, we met in 2014 um, and we were, Mike was taking um in the Bible studies, and I was taking Greek. So um, I came to class a little early because everybody in my class had already kind of knew the language a little bit, and I was still learning it. And Mike has, Mike is the type of person <laughs> that has like favor, you know, and wherever he goes. So mm -hmm. 
Um, he's like, you know, he's like a real live version of coming to America. You know what I mean? People are always like mistaking him. We've actually had experiences where people mistaked him for like one of the kings in Africa, like just oh, like wow. in America. We were in Penn Station oh, one wow. And it was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, this is happening. So, <laughs> so um, he had won favor with the president of the school and the president was traveling abroad. So he needed someone to kind of um, just help out, make sure that us ladies was taken care of, that other um, things around the school were taken care of. So with that being the case, I got an opportunity to like see Mike serve. And I was mm. of course very impressed with how he served. And I was also impressed with his um, his his ability to uh, be uh, respectful to ladies because I have a lot of ladies in my family. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm one of six and four of those are, are girls. And then my mom, you know, who is like the queen Southern Belle. So, <laughs> <laughs> so with that being the case, you know, um, we had just kind of, Mike noticed me, I noticed Mike noticing me, and then... Um, <laughs> that's, that's how it go, right? <laughs> oh, that's the story. <laughs> and, then, and then, like, towards the end of the semester, I did the typical, you know, Southern... I'm, I'm a first-generation Northerner, but I was raised by a Southern Belle, so I did the typical Southern Belle yeah. scenario. Mm -hmm. plus, plus, I went to an all-girls college, all black girls college in North Carolina, shout outs to Bennett College in Greensboro, North Carolina. So I knew how to, how you say, drop my napkin as they would say in, in old Southern terms. And, um, you know, I, you know, went into that whole spill of like, oh, you know, this is our last day of class. I'm not gonna be here next semester. <laughs> all that. And, you know, Mike got the hint and being the typical brilliant person he was, he had um, a notepad and a pen in his pocket, shirt pocket, <laughs> which was corny, but cute. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, that, that's what a lot of the smart guys, you know, yes, I do love brilliant men. So, <laughs> so, um, you know, so that's, that's, uh, how the, how the story goes, you know, mm -hmm. and six months we dated and then in six mm -hmm. months we were married. Awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Lovely story. And I, I, I'd say that I, I truly enjoy just being invited to come, you know, to the web, to the wedding, you know, it was yes. a highlight, you know, yes, yes. And you one of the, the highlights of my life. Yeah, you caught the garden belt, so yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I was, I, I was pleased to be able to do that. You're part of our story. I know, right? In a few I, years, when we go to Africa for our tenth anniversary to get remarried again, you definitely have to come. Amen. All right, I, I'm looking. You know, going to Africa was actually. um uh a dream of mine i want mm -hmm. i actually want to go uh, there's a few places that i always want to visit i always want to visit uh ghana and uh and also ethiopia yes. uh which is in north africa it's one of yeah. uh, a high holy city as well second to jerusalem yeah. you know or just an equal it's just one of those forgotten lands that people never really you know <laughs> talk yeah. about really <laughs> so yeah. um yeah, so uh, how long have y'all been together now? 
Yeah, I know it's um going on seven. <laughs> Ages. So we've been married for seven and together for eight. Mm -hmm. So Mike oh. always likes to add a year. I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> but I'll take it. Add it the add and subtract. Uh, <laughs> so it's wow. been it's married and one and one additional year of courtship and planning planning a wedding. So it's been seven years altogether. Oh wow. And so so uh, being that this is our second kind of inter interview, so yes. I may rephrase some things. Okay. But at the beginning, uh, y'all talked about, you know, uh, what y'all were doing previously before. But are y'all doing ministry actually together? Because I know that y'all were together doing like a radio kind of thing. And, I know. Uh, and I just doing a whole bunch of other <laughs> stuff, you know, here and there. But uh, what kinds of ministry that y'all actually doing right now? Well, let me tell you, oh, <laughs> as you as you already understand on more levels than one, Marriage is a ministry. There you go. That's a ministry by itself. Exactly. <laughs> and I would we were talking last night and we were, you know, talking about the the growing process that we've had, you know, because um just like pastoring, you know, they say you're not really the pastor of the church until the seven year mark. You know, and seven, as you know, is that biblical number of completion. Mm -hmm. So in the last seven years, we've been cleaving together. You know, God has blessed us to do some things here and there collectively and then also to grow individually. Like Mike uh, changed careers. So becoming a substance abuse counselor, it's really been like a three year journey. And that's mm -hmm. a ministry for him, you mm -hmm. know. <laughs> and as his wife, I'm in ministry with him because one, there are times when he has to work uh, longer hours than most traditional jobs. So that's a sacrifice. Mm. I am. Like I've learned as in being Mike's wife, <laughs> I've I've had to change roles and not always be the minister, but be the first lady. Mm. You know? So our life together has provided new ministry ministry experiences because um, that was not necessarily uh, a position or a title <laughs> yeah. that I necessarily was um, seeking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because in the traditional context, it didn't fit my personality but god is an awesome and a wonderful god and mm -hmm. he he enlarges your territory and mm -hmm. he reminds you that he gives definition to things mm -hmm. we don't give definition to things mm -hmm. so i've been in the last three years i have been learning how to be lady ajay <laughs> mm -hmm. when it comes to him as a substance abuse counselor um mm -hmm. because you know, that is a line of work that um, requires a lot of compassion. Mm, awesome. That, that, that's beautiful. I, I love it. Um, and so from our last conversation, okay, um, and I know that you're able to work and communicate with one another, but um, how has your communication um, grown, even though you, the two of you have different cultural backgrounds? Mm. Um, 
you know, initially, uh, you know, we we may seem like we have the same language, but having different cultures, yeah. Yeah. sometimes we're speaking a different language, but we don't recognize that. Mm. Yeah. You know, so yeah. communication was key because sometimes you assume that you know what the other person is saying. Mm. But the minute you say, could you please repeat what you think I just said or how you interpreted what mm -hmm. I said? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The meaning comes out completely different. Mm -hmm. So we really had to learn how to mostly listen, mm -hmm. you know, was key. Because, um, you know, when you have two pastors in a room, everybody wants to talk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So listening was key. <laughs> Um, being able to listen to each other and to really give each other feedback on what mm -hmm. we heard yeah. is is not only something that's key, but it's something that's growing in us as a as a couple. Mm -hmm. awesome. And I, Omar, if I can yeah. add, therapy, therapy, mm -hmm. therapy. <laughs> Don't be afraid of it. Welcome it. Find somebody that you both can. Mm -hmm. You know, experience collectively mm -hmm. as well as individually. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. because just like the United Nations, they have translators. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because oftentimes we talk about communication being a crucial part of relationships, but many of us come from backgrounds mm -hmm. where we didn't learn how to communicate. Yeah. Uh, healthy in a healthy way so we have to relearn how we have to readjust to that mm -hmm. uh so so for the record everybody um for what what well well to you two let everybody know where you're from okay because we're talking about international love we're talking about where love crosses continents and everybody may not know where you're from because they're just coming in and they're listening and uh we're talking about, you know, uh, love across abroad. So, uh, uh, Reverend uh, uh, Mike, let us everybody know where you're from. <laughs> yeah, well, my parents are born in Ghana, West Africa. I was born here in the United States in in, in New York, as a matter of fact. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I hold strong to my, my background and my heritage. And um, I, I'm just, I'm proud to be a first generation African in America. Yeah. Mm. Now I will also, it's important to add that Mike is a part of like that last generation of um, young people that were born here and then sent to Africa until they were school age and mm. then sent back here. So there are definitely um, some component. There are times when I could be talking to the American Mike that is more American than I will ever be, having had an Ivy League, having had an Ivy League education, you know, the whole W.E.B. Du Bois uh, <laughs> miseducation of <Yeah>. the nation. <laughs> and then, you know, and then there are times when I'm talking to Mike and, you know, I'm getting more of the, you know, traditional Guyanaian man, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I myself am a Jersey girl through and through, was born in East Orange, New Jersey. Um, I, like Mike, am a first generation Northerner. So mm. my dad has um, 
roots in Tennessee and my mom has roots in um, North Carolina. So um, my house, we, me and Mike referred to, or my mom's house rather, we referred to as the Little South and his mom's house we referred to as Little Africa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. You know what I mean? So those, that, that um, awareness and consciousness is is very important in the um and being respectful to one our elders and to each other's story. Mm -hmm. uh, so so uh so Mike, so you had pretty much the best of both worlds. You you at least got the chance to go over to Africa mm -hmm. and to live and stay for a little while and then come back. Yeah, I actually That's did. cool. Okay. Yeah, I didn't speak English when I first came to this country. When I came oh. back, I was like five years old. And um, I had to learn how to speak English. I had a very strong accent, um, you know, and it was it was it was difficult at first transitioning, you know, from Ghana to the United States. And, um, you know, back in the 80s, it wasn't cool to be African. You know, <laughs> we now it's like, you know, with, with the rise of Afrobeats. And, yeah, I was about to say oh, that. Yeah, you know, know um, I love Afrobeats. I say praise God for Obama. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. our influence of, of music and movies and the cultures being pushed forward. Um, it was difficult acc acculturating to the society at the time. Mm -hmm. But um, through knowledge, through study, you know, um, and learning the vastness of the African diaspora, um, we've come and we've grown and we've come so far, you know, in 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 Africa or or Black people, you know, as a whole, you know, across the diaspora, and and, and the vast array of um, different cultures that we bring to the table. Yeah, and Mike's people were very my my in laws were very in, intelligent, strategic personalities. Mm -hmm. yes. And so as soon as he graduated from college, they shipped him back to Africa. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, Don't forget so, your roots. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Which, you know, for me, worked out wonderful. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? It was almost as if they knew I was coming. So, <laughs> you know, because it gave me the best of both worlds where mm -hmm. I, you know, there are certain, um, how you say, legal issues. Like, like I knew when he asked me to marry him, I knew or I felt confident that mm -hmm. he was asking me from a place of love and not from a place of need. Mm -hmm. um, and not to say that someone having a need can't also have love, you know, mm -hmm. but it just created a lot less uh, scrutiny and confusion, let's say that, because we got engaged after six months. So mm -hmm. of course the people that I loved and that loved me asked that, you know, real question. Is this about citizenship or is this about, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that, you know, comes with the territory when you are, um, Dating interracially, especially. Mm. Yeah, so um, it, 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 uh, it's a really interesting story. But I, I want to focus on Mike real quick. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, because you speak just as American as anybody. God, you spent a <laughs> lot of years. 
I don't um, hear no accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't hear no accent. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I definitely believe that the dynamic of the continent is changing mm -hmm. and the roles are being revo reversed with Africa in, in, you know, probably the next 20 years is going to be taking precedence in the world as far as its contribution, yeah. you know, globally. Yeah. And, um, you know, initially, you know, Western values have been accepted um, all over the world. And, you know, as technology starts to grow <clears throat> and, you know, people are more aware globally, um, you know, we see this influence of, you know, you know, you know, a continental shift of some of our, you know, influences in our and in, in the impact, you know, that's that's being taken um, from, you know, other countries, you know, to to the West. So um, I've spent almost a large majority of my time in this country um, mm -hmm. over 35 years. And um, yeah, I picked up, you know, a lot of even the the slang and the local term. <laughs> and you know, when you first come, when you first go to a country, the first thing you learn is all the bad words. <laughs> you pick up all the bad words, and then you know, before you know it, um, you know, there's that there's that scene in, in coming to America where Eddie Murphy gets to like the roof, mm -hmm. and somebody's like. F you and he's like, mm. F you too. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I want to add that um Mike is someone mm -hmm. who uh is very academic uh, astute. So uh, yeah. he um also uh, tutors English as a second language uh, because okay. you know he informed me that you know, like once you can pick up a one language, then the ability to pick up another language is not as complicated because yes. he speaks three languages. So, so with that being the case, you know, he's, and he's, and he grew up in, that was another thing too. As I, we talk about this in the uh, black Southern experience, mm -hmm. we're not taught to assimilate like, yeah. We're, in fact, we're taught to be a little rebellious from that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Whereas in the African culture, of course, they are taught to assimilate. So, um, you know, Mike grew up in a household where, you know, he was reminded of the importance of speaking not just English, but King English, you know what I mean? So, you know, that British piece. <laughs> so, you know, and, and there was a point where I had to like, like I had to tell him because we would, you know, <laughs> we would have our arguments at first, right? <laughs> and he would like, um, he would like, he would, he would, uh, like I would make a statement, and then he would repeat the statement, and he would repeat the statement in its proper, um, mm -hmm. you know, acronym rhythm, yeah. mm -hmm. and. <laughs> and um, <laughs> All of the like southern ancestors in me <laughs> just mm. said that it was like in this house we speak ebonics. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh -huh. so we go out in the world and we put on white voice. <laughs> but when we come home, we speak ebonics. <laughs> you know, what, not not knowing how to speak English, you know, my parents at at, at one point 
had forbidden us to speak our our tribal tongue, tree. Yeah, I'm about to ask you that if you speak uh, tree. Yeah, they 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 asked us to stop speaking that and oh. start speaking English. Hmm. So rather than speaking to us in tree, what they did was um not allow us to speak in that language and to only speak in English, where now you have a lot of first generation or second generation Africans who don't even know how to speak the language anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's lost. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I, I do hear about that. Like once they move, you know, to like over to the US or any other country, they seem to lose their sense of tradition and history. Well, I would say their history, their religious practices or connection. Um, their connection to the land and stuff like mm -hmm. that, and they're being Americanized. Yeah. yeah, And I think that happens when anybody migrates from one country to the other. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you can lose your connection just from moving from New Jersey to North Carolina. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're like, wait a minute, you're not New Jersey no more, man. Oh, I hear yeah. the accent in you. Exactly. That, <laughs> exactly. And that's pretty much my family dynamic. Yeah. My mom uh -huh. transitioned from North Carolina to Jersey like when she was uh 10 years old. So, you know, with that in mind, I I definitely always encourage Mike, you know, to to speak his uh native yeah. tongue and, you know, in the future when God blesses us with children, I expect him to teach them the language because in America to be um, linguistically um, free mm. is, it's, it, that's resources, that, yeah. that that translates into monetary dollars, you know mm. what I mean? <laughs> um, you know, to be able to speak Spanish, to speak tree, you know, that, that like I said, that becomes um, a resource for you, especially in this day and age where, you know, working from home has become a serious conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you no. Know? So we don't want to um we don't want to lose the economic power that that grants him nor mm -hmm. do we want to um want our children to lose you know his cultural context because as an African American that's a real serious mm -hmm. issue for me like yeah. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying like Cause like him, I studied African African American history, but I had to I studied it to 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 to, to learn, you know, to self learn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not just from a like a historical value place. Mm -hmm. So you know, um, his his culture and the different dynamics that come along with his culture is something that I um, encourage. I wouldn't. I would have not married him had I had any kind of um, restrictions or biases in regards to his culture. And there's a, there's a lot of learning as, you know, as an African person about ISIS's culture, you know, yeah. she's not, she's not Caribbean or she's not, you know, <laughs> um, you know, she's from the South. You know, her <laughs> south. That's, that's a little bit different. You know, she's yeah. not northerner. You know, when you go to her house, you're gonna get some cornbread, some collard greens, <laughs> yeah. and you know, there's 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 a difference in 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 in, in where she comes from. Mm -hmm. So there comes a little bit of Afrocentric awareness, mm -hmm. you know, in in being able to identify 
you know, not just geographically, but the heart, you know, of who her people are and, and where she comes from as well. And, it, and it's and it's constantly learning, learning about each other because it's a, it's it's like a different language, it's a different in a different community. Yeah. But you have to be able to embrace it and and not only that, humble yourself and be willing to learn. Yeah, yeah. You know, after Beyonce came out with her song that talked about um, having hot sauce in her bag, <laughs> I went to Thanksgiving with my in-laws, and the first thing my aunt did was like ask me if I wanted some hot sauce. <laughs> wow. You know, and in his world, you know. They have what they call pepper, you know, and it's um and it's much hotter. Oh, that's hot. I know about it. Yeah. I know. I have one of those. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, so in her mind, she was like, "Oh, okay, this is like a common place that we yeah. can go." <laughs> and you know, yeah. you know, speaking of like Thanksgiving and like going over to each other's families, you get put in a lot of awkward situations, <laughs> yeah. and you know. A part of that discomfort is growing and learning, mm -hmm. you know? So you have to be prepared for that and be ready to embrace that. Mm -hmm. And not only that, sometimes be in a pos position to protect our partner from some of that awkward discomfort feelings that are just going to come from people's curiosities, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, about each other. So it's, it, you know, it's a lot like, guess who's coming to dinner? Yes, pretty much. <laughs> and I, you know, I was, I'm very fortunate that I come from a family that um, really embraced the African diaspora in general. Um, mm -hmm. Even when it, down to like my current siblings, we, you know what I mean? Um, so with that in mind, our like there's just a different open-mindedness, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, and I think that that's tremendously um, important whenever you're going to, when you find yourself falling in love with someone <laughs> who may mm -hmm. not be, um, who may not fit your profile down to a T, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, de you definitely have to make some choices because like even when we were, planning the wedding, you know, I made sure that his culture was represented as well. Mm -hmm. So that, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, my in-laws wouldn't feel like they were like, you know, cause there's what we call traditional African wedding. And then there's, you know, your, your white wedding, you know what I mean? And so we kind of yeah. blended them all together. Yeah, I, see, I noticed that. Yeah. I yeah. Noticed you know that. what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, which, um, now looking back seven years, six years, it's, it, it really makes a, it makes a world of difference. And it also set a precedent and a foundation when it came to interacting with my in-laws because they, they could relax. Like they, 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 they learned and they came to an understanding that I wasn't, um, one stealing their son a golden child. <laughs> yeah. And two, I, I, I respected they, their culture. I had a, I had a deep respect for, you know, mm. the culture because one, they're a democratic society, just like we are. And yeah. two, they're very loving people. Oh my God. Mm. 
You know what I mean? They're very loving people. And three, they assisted when it came to the civil rights movement. Um, mm -hmm. Yes. Mkusi, I'm not saying his name right. Nkrumah. Nkrumah was a part of the civil rights movement. He invited Martin Luther King to come to Ghana in the 70s and things of that nature. So they've always been... Um, a place of, of safe, safe refuge. Even mm -hmm. you know, what I think was it 2000, they mm -hmm. had um, returned to Ghana because, mm -hmm. because everybody mm -hmm. had to go through Ivy Coast, no matter mm -hmm. where they picked you up mm -hmm. from. And as they took you to the new world, as they called it, we all had to come through the Ivy Coast. Mm -hmm. So you know, we all went through the Ivy Coast in Ghana. So there is a is a there's a rich history there um, when it relates to Af to the African American story. Yeah, you know, I think this is very very interesting because I, I love subjects like this in particular, and I'm glad that I got a chance to sit down and to speak with you, uh, to the two of you, on mm -hmm. this specific issue simply because you know um agape love network is learning to deal with things that are difficult and uncomfortable in relationships and so i want people to um when they get together learn as just as learn as much as they can you know in order to help their relationship grow and be better and that's this is all a part of my coaching experience as well as I communicate that with other people. And I want people to actually open up their minds and look how you could be with someone else um, that's outside the norm of your own particular culture, whether it's, whether it's your Caribbean, Haitian, Jamaican, uh, Trinidadian, you know, uh, you know, that kind of thing, you know. Um, you know, so uh, African, North African, Nigerian, <laughs> you know, yeah. Sudanese, you know, all it's a whole because Africa is a continent and there's a vast amount of countries. You know, yeah. I, I, I've, I've literally I, I, I've dated, you know, pretty much I dated a Haitian, I dated Jamaican mm -hmm. and I've also well, I dated African, too. And mm -hmm. all three of them were different, you know. And yeah. so um, I've, I've been there. So I know and, I've, and I, I work in an environment to where I work with a lot of people um, that, that are Caribbean and African, too. And I've been doing this for over 23 years. That's how I get to know everything. I know about Fufu. I, I know about yeah. Sovereignty. You know, I have, I have a father who worked for uh, he did it. Uh, my father used to do uh, import and export. He used to uh, oh, yeah. they just ship these containers. And mm -hmm. and we used to bag the cassava leaf. Uh, wow! Off the bed. So I knew about the cassava leaf. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my father, yeah. my father does the shipping, but he does it with cars. So you yeah. know, we were you know, as they said in different world. Remember that? Yeah, black and mm -hmm. black. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, you know what I mean? We're one, exactly. We're yeah. we're one community. When yeah. it's all said and done, there yeah. are these little, as Mike talks about, there are these little nuances that mm -hmm. you know, just like any anywhere else, you want to be hospitable. Yeah. And being hospitable, of course, requires being a learning spirit, as the Bible says, and all you're getting, get understanding, yeah, yeah. you know? So, so um, yeah. Go oh, ahead. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I just wanted to put that out there uh, because, you know, 
in the process, if there is anyone who is under the sound of our voice that might either be contemplating or has attracted someone or what have you, you know what I mean? Um, there's so much to this experience. This experience is not, because oftentimes that, that citizen piece like overshadows everything, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's like, should I, should I not? Da, 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 da. And I can't, of course, make that kind of decision for anyone. Yeah. But once you overcome that hump <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. you know, or that concern, or if you don't have that concern, God bless you. Cause, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. the, the bottom line is, you know, you you have to grow with your spouse. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that you have to grow with your spouse. You have to, you know, and you have to, you have to take the time to grow by yourself. Like, yes. mm-hmm. I just want to also acknowledge that as Mike already iterated, mm-hmm. we didn't take our singlehood for granted. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. We did a lot, we did a lot of work yeah. in our singlehood and that, um, that helped out tremendously. Mm-hmm. So that when we did come together as a couple, we still had work to do, but we had work to do as a couple in the foundation mm. of our relationship. Like Mike could tell me anything about himself. Like, you know what I'm saying? He didn't have to, when, if I asked Mike a question, he didn't have to ponder the answer. It was already something that he thought about, explored, and had a and had a clear feature clarity for himself mm-hmm. regarding and that helped my job because as a helpmate you know what i'm saying if you don't have the answer <laughs> yeah. then you know that's that's double work for me you know yeah. because don't get me wrong when when adam was asleep god did tell Eve some things <laughs> you know what <laughs> <I mean? laughs> but at the same token the less you know, the more that we can function as two brains rather than, you know, the weight over here or the weight over there, the better off we are. Mm. Wow. Uh, very interesting. So here's the thing as well, okay? Um, when we talk about communication and all those things like that, all right? Now, y'all first, when y'all first met at the North School of Theology, because um, in our last session, we talked about this very, very same subject. Um, but has anything changed in terms of your beliefs, your beliefs and or the way you worship and things of that nature? Have y'all ever had that come into play? You know, and, and it's, yeah. it's still on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, um, because I say we were we were when we met, we were at different stages in our calling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And there were certain things, and I had and I I have to mention in this one because I had mentioned in the last one, I was I was married before. So mm-hmm. I came to the table with some post-traumatic trauma. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, and one of those areas of trauma was about um my my ministerial call or my mm-hmm. ministerial identity yeah. not being um respected and supported right mm-hmm. so when we me and mike met in the setting that we met i mean that of course took care of half the battle mm-hmm. <laughs> 
But that didn't mean that like gender roles didn't start to come into play, you know, um, because I fought Mike in regards to embracing a first lady identity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> because my exposure to that role was definitely a lot more traditional than I was willing to take mm. the <laughs> And, you know, and Mike, of course, had his struggles as a man when it came to embracing a first gentleman identity, you know, and like, he, and it was a weird kind of thing because it wasn't that he didn't um, support me mm -hmm. and things of that nature because he, you know, he enjoyed letting me yeah. Uh, soar and fly and all of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But his expectations of me concerning his ministry was mm -hmm. was more than I was ready for. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you know, so it definitely uh, it took time to, like you said, to um, deflate both of our egos, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, to deflate both of our egos and to understand that, um, you know, cause we had like, it was like, okay, say for example, cause you know, Omar, at one point you and I served in the church mm -hmm. where, um, the pastor was a female and mm -hmm. she was also the founding pastor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was never, that was a conversation that was intimate to me. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so it was kind of like if we were to organize a church, who would be the pastor? Who would be the uh, pastor versus who would be the associate? Mm. You know, that type of thing. First gentleman kind of thing. <laughs> that, <laughs> probably, that bruised a lot of guys' egos. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know. And I, you know what I mean? And I had I was 17 years in. So yeah. that being the case, I had already been an Amazon woman when it came to yeah. men not respecting what I felt like God was calling me to do. So it was kind of like, yeah. what's one more battle? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? But um and that's still a, a process of, of transition and growth. Mm -hmm. according to whatever God's plans are for us. But, mm -hmm. but I can back up. I can mm -hmm. back up and I can be his first lady, yeah. not just in life, mm -hmm. but in ministry, mm -hmm. if that's what he needs for me. Mm -hmm. Wow. Awesome. Beautiful love story. Beautiful story. <laughs> Y'all just keep coming through. Y'all just keep coming through. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So uh, what aspects of your marriage that brings you happiness? Um, I, I, I primarily respect the differences mm -hmm. that, um, you know, that we both bring to the table, you know, mm -hmm. um, the things that I don't have, she has, and the things that she doesn't have, I have. So we complement each other, yeah. you know, and, um, that's what brings me joy and, 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 you know, areas that I'm not strong. Isis is a, is a very good organizer. Um, she can organize things from the team and I'm a right brained type of person where I, um, have a little bit of, um, uh, chaos 
and, <laughs> and, and anarchy. <laughs> uh, the joy in that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I see finds a way that she can just kind of put it all together. Mm. And, and, and in a strange way, she has a gift and anointing to know where everything fits. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and those are some of the things that lets me know that she's the right person for me. Mm. Awesome. And I guess on my end, Omar, I really feel understood by Mike because I am, um, how can you say, mm, a complicated individual at times. <laughs> <laughs> you know, on the moody side. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, um, and for whatever reason, God has given Mike an anointing where you know, Mike has a healing anointing. Mm-hmm. So he's Mike is able to just, you know, make these like how can you say statements. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, that kind of that kind of statement that somebody makes to you where you feel like you're on the TV show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You look in the camera like, did they just say that? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And so that um that goes a long way because mm-hmm. We all want to be understood. Yeah, yeah, and and, and and that's that's beautiful to know that you want to be understood, but to grow together as a couple, learning, communicating, uh, and growing, and pretty much just knowing it that you're you're able to uh, look across to each other and uh, just walk together with one another. And know where you're actually going, you know, and pretty much having that same kind of mindset that the goal is for us to stay together and walk with one another, you know, despite anything that goes on, you know, and that takes a tremendous amount of patience uh-huh. um, and also just to be in that kind of right mindset. Because a lot of people uh, who are in marriages, you know, it, it fails. Because they don't talk, they don't communicate very much, and they get into, they move, they move a kind, they move kind of fast. But I'm glad that y'all with um, got through all the nuts and the bolts and put it all together, and now you understand your place. You know, you understand your place in the kingdom of God. You understand the work that you have to do and complete. You know, together as a couple. You know, until you depart this earth. And so that's what I think that's that's beautiful about you too. And so being that both of you are from different cultures, um, how, how is it, okay, um, how, how do you approach the spiritual aspect when it comes down to like uh, prayer, uh, your interpretation of the word of God, um, how you... Uh, how, how do you view God? You know, how, how do um, those who come from other continents, uh, well, uh, well, the scripture, the Bible has always been in Africa. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> how, how, how do you uh, view God, you know, in, in, in that sense? Yeah, you know, the Bible says that Jesus is the same God yesterday, today, and tomorrow. You know, and, and, and his love and who he is is never is never changing. And, and once you have knowledge of Christ, you then understand your role and relationship that you play in the marriage. 
you know, and, um, you know, the, the Bible teaches us to love our wives the same way that Christ loves the church, you know, willing to sacrifice and give his life up for her. Mm. And when we look and when we look at Christianity, it's just one big love story mm. about Jesus and the and his love for his bride, the church. Um, and and when you understand that, you understand the role that you put you play as a covering to protect and to love, you know, your spouse. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible says, you know, when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in my on my side, I've had, you know, the Guyanian people are a Christian people, first mm -hmm. and foremost. So that also helped me out, you know, like <sighs> coming into this experience already having had a previous experience, there were certain things that I was mindful of because as Mike said, he wasn't the first African guy that I had. Uh, been in an in intimate relationship with. So there were certain things that, you know, I knew I wasn't going to do. As I said, 17 years in the ministry, I wasn't going to become evenly, un unevenly yoked with, say, somebody who belonged to, um, say, an Islamic community or whatever, yeah. you know? So these were not, you know, so there, there had to be, you know, those parallels. And as Mike said, you know, um, in our previous video, one of the first things that he did was invite me to church, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? So I got an opportunity to see a similarity and at the same time, a different way that his culture worship. Mm -hmm. And I happen to be, um, as you already know, Omar, I'm like a big praiser. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm a big praiser and I'm a big worshiper. So, mm -hmm. you know, um, African, uh, there's a saying that goes, um, emotion is to the African what Greek is to the European, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm at home, like, what? Pull out the flags, pull out mm -hmm. the <laughs> tamarines. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Get loud enough for me, like. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm right at home. I mean, you know, we try to, it just happens organically, you know, mm -hmm. we um, work or we recognize the need for each one of us to be exposed to our traditions as we mm -hmm. understand them, you know? So like I go to Bethany Baptist Church in Newark mm -hmm. and as you know, oh, the environment aesthetically there is very um, rooted in the cultural story of the African-American, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, and then at home, we may watch uh, a ministry called Potter City mm -hmm. and the, the man of God, what's his name? I can't remember um, his name. Prophet. Prophet. Yes. So, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And, um, and he, he's like the, I guess you could say the, African equivalent to maybe T.D. Jakes or something mm -hmm. in that case, <laughs> you know what I mean? But he speaks to me too, you know, especially because in the Guyanaian culture, they're very big on marriage. So mm -hmm. they, you know, within the context of worship, they emphasize marriage and the um, core value system of marriage. So we get a lot of... Um, 
contextual su support and insight from from them, you know, mm -hmm. which, you know, as, as a wife, that helps me out, you know, because mm -hmm. that opens up that opens up dialogue that I don't have to um open up like you know what i mean i can kind of just walk into that <laughs> yeah. and, you know something too is yeah. that I, I noticed that um because here here um here in the, in the u.s you know we do have a different tradition matter of fact we have a multi uh, uh amount of denominations okay and so when you with somebody you know uh, that's outside uh of the uh, of, of being African-American, right? And you're, you're going to whatever is Haitian, whether it's Jamaican, Caribbean, African, whatever like that. And I noticed the, the differences in some, really the worship sometimes because mm -hmm. I remember going into a church that wasn't, you know, African-American and we would be at church all day. <laughs> I, I attended this church and it, it was, it was, I think I went there like around like nine something when yeah. I was waiting for, you know, for the worship service to start. And this preacher, he preached for hours, like literally for yeah. hours. And they worshiped for hours. I said, man, they can go all night if they want. <laughs> and that was different. You know, because we, we talked about how long our pastors preach, but yeah. they go the extra mile, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they going to preach until Christ comes. <laughs> when, me, when, me, when me and Mike were going to go on, like, our first, like, I guess you could say little date, it was kind of like, you know, just for coffee or tea, yeah. right? And so Mike was like, oh, I hope you don't mind. I have to, like, drop people off because yeah. he was dr driving the church van. And mm -hmm. it was, like, 1130 already, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? But... You know, for me, of course, that was like eternal, you know what I'm saying? Because, oh, wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, you know, coming from um, my ministerial training was in a church plant. So it was like all hands on deck type of thing. So I felt like when I shared with him my personal testimony, it wouldn't be foreign to him. And sure enough, it wasn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because recreational... Um, commonalities are are crucial you know um not everybody can not everybody can date a minister let oh, yeah. I, I a minister <laughs> on mm -hmm. top of that like <laughs> yeah. i've had some i've had some interesting experiences omar and mm -hmm. you know what i mean so you know when you like i said when you find someone who already has um a spirit of obedience, a spirit of discipline. Cause you know, as <laughs> you know, as ministers, right? We always secretly, we're always looking for disciplined people. You know, it's like yeah. we're looking for as as one of uh, our teachers at Essence used to say, looking for souls, like looking for souls. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you know, and we we don't just you don't want just people like to come in, but we want people who like will actually work. So it was like it was like, oh, you're driving the church van. Oh, how wonderful! You know, well, when I start my church, you can drive the van. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, we are, you know, mm -hmm. we already have informational thoughts. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you know, yeah, and and, and um, mm -hmm. like you were saying, Omar, church is very intense, like. We have these things called Friday all night services. Whoa. I was just like, <laughs> I just ain't gonna be able to last, you know, all night. So 
I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to call ahead and excuse ourselves mm -hmm. before people start to fall asleep and get tired mm -hmm. of being there. And that'd be the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> <For y 'all>. exactly. <laughs> You're like it's 11:30. We just started. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> There's just a, a complete difference. And not only that, but the amount of commitment. You got people working yeah. two jobs. Mm -hmm. And after after they don't work two jobs, they're ready to go to church all night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is consistently, yeah. you know, and pay their tithe and yeah. worship. And, <laughs> and so, see, in my church, I'm the, how you say, I'm the tamarind lady in his church. I'm the conservative one, you know what I mean? So it's, me, it's a wonderful um, diversity experience because, you know, like, I love it when the ladies start pulling out their little handkerchiefs oh, and, you know, yeah. doing administration because especially in the Guyanese culture, women are celebrated. They're honored. Um, it was the women at the golden seat that helped to gain their independence. Mm -hmm. So women have a different uh, meaning and value in their community. So, mm -hmm. um, and that, and that value is really expressed through through worship, you know, mm -hmm. and so I'd be right in there, I'm, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, you have to you have to be patient mm -hmm. because believe it or not, you're talking about two different countries almost. Yeah. You know, and you if you you wouldn't go to Asia and just jump on the highway and start driving because all the signs are going to be in you know Mandarin, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, and if and rather than you know using the alphabet, it's in a completely different language. Mm -hmm. So you have to be patient when you go into other people's environments mm -hmm. and allow the other person to guide you in. Mm. You know, when you go to another country, you know, you don't just start take off and start you know looking around. You try to get a tour guide. Yeah, you know. And the same way, when I'm coming into elements of her culture, I make sure that she guides me into what I'm going into. Mm -hmm. And when I'm bringing her into, you know, events or things like that, I make sure that I, I guide her mm -hmm. in so that she's learning as well as appreciating certain, certain landmarks that she can be familiar with. Yeah, that's something yeah. that I really respect. I, mm -hmm. you know, Mike has once again, a teaching component to who he is in general. So because um, if not, she's going to eat the hot pepper and uh, <laughs> that's going to cause some problems. <laughs> it is because I'll be like, what you tell me? Yeah. You know, I, I am still very much a black woman yeah. and all that that be. <laughs> Mm. Like, so, you yeah. know, I will mm. endure, but I'll get in that car and my head will start bopping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so everybody out there, uh, we're talking about when love crosses continents, maintaining love forever with uh, Reverend, uh, Isis Aj Reverend Isis and Mike Ajay, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, so that's what we're actually talking about. Um, we're talking about uh, intercultural marriage, uh, from people uh, who are married across the abroad, <laughs> you know, who have come together and has uh, married between one another. So that's what we basically uh, talked about tonight. Uh, so now we're at the tail end, okay? 
So um, just give uh, everybody, just encourage everybody for about a good three minutes, I would say. Um, uh, if you, any one of you have a word or two, just for the last three minutes, encourage couples on, uh, inspire them, you know, um, uh, I would say just inspire them about finding the love of their life and maintain, and those who are actually married and how they can maintain uh, their marriage. Well, I'll start off by just saying that it takes a different type of love. It takes an agape love. Yeah. You know, and um, I believe that, you know, the name of your show yeah. um, hits it right on the head, you know, because yeah. the Bible says that love is patient and love is kind. You know, and um, <laughs> that means that you got to have patience and you got to have kindness, you know, in relationships to really make them work. So I would encourage um, anybody to, to, to keep those standards and those values as part of as, as part of the, the, the light and the guiding posts that that directs you, mm -hmm. you know, in a relationship and to keep that at the forefront. Yeah. And I want to just penny back off of that by saying that you are responsible for your own happiness. Point blank. You're responsible for your own happiness, mm -hmm. not your partner, you. So you have to do your shadow work, therapy, 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 <laughs> so that you can communicate, you know how to communicate and therefore are able to communicate and are able to set healthy boundaries because not everyone's expectations of you are necessarily yours to fulfill. So, um, and there's a lot of things that we could have talked about tonight. And there's a lot of things that we've experienced in the course of our time together that were not all great, <laughs> you know? And there were times like I was telling him last night where I wasn't sure we was gonna make it, <laughs> but God is good and here we are. Okay, are we still on? Awesome, awesome. Uh, thank you just for just giving that encouraging word to everybody. You know, I thank y'all for just coming on tonight. And before we actually go, uh, let everybody know um, your social media handles and where they actually can find you. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> um, you can find us in Prayer Wellness, the community. It's a group page on Facebook. And you can also um, find me on Instagram at pastor.isis08. And um, I'm also on Facebook, Michael LeJay. Um, You can also find me on Instagram, uh, Mr. AJ underscore 2LIT. And um, it's just a pleasure to be on here yes, and to be you, a Omar. part of this growing ministry. Thank you, Omar. And um, Yeah, we're excited about what God is doing, leading by love, the book, mm -hmm. you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> thank, you, thank you. And I'm going to get into that, okay? Uh, mm -hmm. But tonight, everybody, is when love crosses continents, maintaining uh, love forever. Thank you all for actually being on here tonight. Uh, and so before I get off, um, uh, I want everybody to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Agape Love Network, all right? We're, uh, across, we're on many platforms, okay? We're, we're, you can find us here. Um, you can find our Agape Love Network group. Uh, and, you know, pretty much we're also on Instagram as well. So go there and you can also subscribe. 
Also, please, please, please go and get my new book. It's on Amazon, Leading with Love, Letting Love Lead the Way, okay? It's only $14.99. You can get it in paperback, and you can also buy it in the Kindle version, okay? Um, so you can buy it, you know, either one of those two ways, okay? And so it's pretty much a, a guide to help those who are actually single, uh, uh how to go about uh, establishing a relationship also for people who are actually married and maintaining their relationship as well. And also a little bit of my life journey. So when you get a chance, please go out there and get that book, Leading with Love, Letting Love Lead the Way. Okay. And so we're going to be having some more exciting conversations, but I'm going to keep y'all posted up uh, uh, with that. And so if you're in the group, I'm going to be posting more events. And then we're going to have some live uh, in the future, you know, because uh, I really want to, if I would have thought about it, I would have had y'all personally, okay, where we would have talked, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, you know, instead of just doing a lot of virtual conversations. And so we're going to be moving from that, you know, uh, we're still going to be doing this. But we're going to be, you know, um, having people, you know, live, <laughs> you know, across yeah. from one another. We're going to do a lot more than that. And so uh, we're, we're going to stay tuned for a lot more great things. We're going to have some more meetings. But the holidays are coming up. And so uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and all the New Year's and all that other stuff is coming up. So uh, I'm a, we have a lot more events. Also, if you're looking for some life coaching, uh, go to my website, Omar Lyles, uh, thelifecoach.net. Or you can just go on our regular website, uh, agapelovenetwork.net uh, as well, okay? Uh, and I'll keep everyone posted. And just thank everybody for just coming on here tonight uh, and, and just having uh, everyone here. And I, I thank you and uh, thank you for your time. And uh, I'm just going to ask you all, you know, to stay on for good, you know, 10, 15 minutes afterwards, and then we'll take it from there. So uh, bless each and every single one of you for actually coming on tonight. Peace.